They lift up their voice, say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Well, it's interesting because they obviously heard about Jesus. They knew that he potentially had the power to fix them, to heal them, to change their lives. And they cried out to him. And for some reason, when I was thinking about this, I, I was first thinking about the life of Christ, but Jesus turns around to human people and he talks to them, that's the way he gets their body. So he had this, when Jesus is healing people, he gathered a big problem. Good job, Jesus. Good work, Jesus. But then he always through with this, and he starts teaching. And people don't like when he has sex. And they go left. Alright? So that's, that's what happens. And so, I'm always fascinated by celebrities. There's like, I'm not really impressed by celebrities, right? Like, if I'm going to meet somebody and be like, bring a cardinal person, cardinal passenger, that is crazy. That's what I would wait outside to see, right? But you see people lining up. By the thousands to be in front of the celebrities when they walk by. And they'll turn out right? And they'll want to picture with Justin Bieber, whoever, right? And so Jesus walks through and people are crying out to him. It's a powerful image. Imagine if he spent that much time and effort trying to meet Jesus, the people who are trying to meet whatever such celebrity he would make. I'm not going to make the way to which people will go. To meet a celebrity or to do uh, some kind of sporting event or even after an athlete, uh, and they have no regard for the spiritual life at all. In fact, but even Christians are the same. Like I talk about this a lot. You have to pray more than when you're in Christ. When you really need mercy from God, I thought of a funny example I was praying about this. So I like to come and set up a church partly because it's a great So, 
know, I would say, I would say to the description, I think you hear the word differently than you read it, first of all. And also, I guess sometimes, I don't know if you see this, I would love to say that you would go through the way and all the time you play. You let everyone look at stuff, and we're very attractive, and I want to see this position here to work out. And in the early church, nobody had the Bible from you, you had to listen to the word. And, and I think it gets a different way. And so I used to, I was 17 to 17 at night, and I was 19 to 17 years, and everything was noisy. And so I used to get a big message with headphones on, listen to the scripture. And I've always pointed to them that I got the Bible to go off most. I get downloaded into my brain, right? And so I have had every year or two years at least, I try to listen to the whole Bible. So I keep it differently than I read. And so I have to listen to uh, something I realized is called the Word of Thomas Bible, which has a dramatized deal, and I like it, right? I think I'm in Deuteronomy right now. And I'm listening to it's called the Word of Thomas. Anyhow, I'm in Deuteronomy, and, uh, but just within the last year or so, I'm in Leviticus, where Moses is getting the law that those who have leprosy have to go and appear before the priest. And the priest is to examine them. And they get a nation of what is possible and tell them to be separate for a period of time, and then come back and be fascinated by the gospel. I And I always like the fact, you know, if I'm a nurse and a priest, I always like the fact that everybody had to go to priest for healing and innovation, I'm like, yes, it's very good, right? And so I like that. And so that's actually what I was thinking about this week, and I was thinking about that. And it's funny. Significant about praying for you. First of all, as a nurse, I prayed for many people in the church for you, right? Uh, I didn't have to pray for many people for you. But there's some interesting Physical illness makes us aware of our sins on God quicker than we can. A bad diagnosis makes you aware of your physical and spiritual needs of God. When we are healthy and things are going well, it is very easy to do what When you have a chronic illness, chronic pain that I know some people in this church have, it makes you very aware of your dependence on God. And these lepers live in a state of constant exposure of their need for God. And, and our modern life is very different. In England, we have very easy time, we have good time, we're very comfortable. Man, I got the best temperature matches on my old man on that thing. But our comfort distracts us from our need for God. We're not even exposed to the elements. And it's cold, we go inside and we're in These weapons live in a constant state of their awareness for God. And we are very good at turning God into crisis. But we're not very good at turning God into a well. This is something that's fascinating to me because you see something that's kind of quirky. Sometimes people have a crisis in their life, they have a bad diagnosis, and a tragic loss, loss of a child or a loved one, and they turn away from God and never see it again. Other people read the church for years, they have a crisis in their life. What happens? They turn to God. They find out what you're going to do with other But I will also tell you that as a priest, this is also why I think back into the 
As a priest, when I pray for someone who is physically ill, particularly a, a very difficult diagnosis, like, you know, in face cancer and things like that, I am never more aware of my sins on God as a priest than in those moments. Because I know that I have no power in myself to take away that cancer. But I also know that John is in the future, pretty clearly, in this church, and I believe in that very powerful. And that he acts through the ministry of the church. And I pray with everything in me that God will bring healing and comfort and the power of the Spirit to those people who come to me for prayer and healing. It's a powerful thing. And so Jesus tells them, go to church with a great response. And it says that they went. I'm not sure if I met somebody and they had another side of the priest and they asked me for healing. And I said, go to church. I don't know that I hear very good songs that I'll see them here the next Sunday. But it says that they go. And as they went, they were cleansed. What about the name Fred? As they went. It was as they were obedient that they found healing. It was as they lived their faith that they were healed. And the reason I want to highlight that is because I'm here to get a particular kind of prayer. It may be familiar to all of you. This is probably one of the best prayers I'm good at. I've used a lot during my life. I call it the God if you pray. God, if you can do that for me, I will do why for you. We like to wait for God to prove Himself before we're faithful. God, if you do whatever it is that I need in my life, I'll never be church again. God, if you take care of this relationship or you give me this job, I, I'm, I'm going to read my Bible every day. Anybody here ever pray God if you pray? I'm an expert at that prayer. And so, over and over again in Scripture, we see that. It is through the act of obedience that we demonstrate our faith. Right? Abraham was saved by faith through his walk with God. Abraham walked with God. He carried out what God commanded. And through that faithfulness, he was chosen by God. And then we have this fascinating event that says that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face and Jesus would speak, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Why is that? Who were the Samaritans? We know about the good Samaritans, right? The Samaritans were those who had interbred with the nations, as the Jews were commanded to be separate and not breathe with the nations around them who were pagan. Samaritan said he got his all that body. So the derogatory term he uses their half breed. Right? And they're looked down upon. And they're rejected by the people of Israel. So the reason that this Samaritan story is compelling is a good guy in that story was somebody that would have been looked down upon. In the same way here, you have ten lepers who are friends, and the one who gets thanks is not a part of God's chosen people. He's a Samaritan. He's one that's been rejected. And again and again, 
And you know what I love talking about the people of Israel for this reason, right? God does all these great works, plagues of Egypt, miracles of God, through the Red Sea, bringing out the mighty hand, and the people, the place. There we go. I love it. And I never decided to tell them. And I think this is the real dividing line, that the people who belong to God must be people of gratitude. We say every week, this is why we're taking books from us, we say, it is right. Our duty is our joy. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. We call the sacrament of Christ's body and blood in which literally means thanksgiving. Jesus took bread and he gave Eucharist. He gave thanks. We must be people of gratitude. My very favorite song, I have many, but my very, very favorite is Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. And on my days of greatest triumph, I pray Psalm 34. And on my worst day, I make an initial choice when I'm the faithful, mean, bitter person that I've let start on in my life, I pray Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall never be in my mouth. Jesus asked this question. We're not disciplined. Where are we not? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this one? And it is much to our shame as believers that often those who demonstrate lives of thanks and gratitude are not those in the church. That those who live lives of thanksgiving aren't found among Our entire life is an act of praise and thanksgiving to God. This is what I would love in the Eucharist. Always and everywhere. At all times. We're to be people of thanks. When we come together for the Holy Eucharist, our very service is the Eucharist, the, the act of thanksgiving. That's all we show. And so, Jesus said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So this Samaritan, one of the ten, had faith. And he lived his faith by going to his commandments, by recognizing the healing that Jesus had given him, and then returning to the thanks. Let us be likewise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.